Welcome to the Engage Church Duluth podcast, where together we are learning to love God and people better. You'll find links, notes, and insights that go along with this episode at the link in our podcast description and on our website at engagechurchduluth.com. We're so glad you're joining us today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. Yeah, thank you guys for being here on this uh, warm, beautiful August day in Duluth, Minnesota. We don't get too many of these, so it's just great to have you. Again, I'm Pastor Josh, and I just want to welcome you guys. I hope you feel comfortable. That's our goal here this morning is that you just feel welcome. That's our, that's our biggest thing, and then we want you to hear a message from Jesus. So, um, yeah, let's dive into it. We've been in a conversation uh, about where are we going and really what this is kind of stemmed from is my kids, um, thanks Tim, my kids, uh, every time we jump in a car, uh, no matter how many times I've told them where we're going, before we even leave the driveway or the parking lot or wherever we're at, they always ask the question like, Dad, where are we going, right? And then we, I tell them, hey, we're going to the park. And as we're leaving the park, it's like, where are we going? Where are we going? They're just curious. They want to know. They need, they need their leader to let them know where we're going. And so this, this uh, conversation we've been having over the last few weeks is really telling you a couple things. Number one is where we're going as a church. You know, you need to know where your local church is, is going. And if for those of you that are just stepping in today, you're a guest, maybe this is your first time checking us out, um, you're in the right spot and this is going to be good too because we're also talking about where we're going in our spiritual lives and how we get there um, that's just something that we want to have a, a great conversation about. And so we've been, we've been talking about that. We've been, we've been uh, discussing that. And today, I just want to continue uh, to talk to us and encourage us and let us know that teamwork makes the dream work. In other words, this isn't just Pastor Josh and this local church and, and um, the leadership, you know, maybe a few leaders here that are taking this thing forward. It's each and every one of you. You guys play a part. And you guys don't just play a part in this local church. It's actually God's plan, God's design that you play part in a, in a global church. As believers, when we, when we accept Jesus Christ and we ask him to come into our life and we live a life that follows him, we become part of this global church. We become part of something that is outside of ourselves, something that's bigger than ourselves, and, and that we can impact uh, people around the world. And so if we are truly going to reach more people for Christ, if we are truly going to connect people with God in a church family, then we have to be united. If we're going to step out in this city and we're going to reach people for the name of Jesus, we have to do this together. It's not something that any one person uh, can do. But you know what? I don't like to just have you guys take my word for it. Let's, let's get into God's word and see what he has to say about this. So when you look in uh, Romans 12, uh, Romans 12, verse 4 and 5, we'll start there. It's very interesting how Paul kind of describes the, the church. It says this, For just as each of us has one body with many members, so like many parts, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I mean, isn't it awesome to know, just right there, that encourages me, I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of times in life where I feel lonely, I feel isolated, I feel distant from people. It is awesome to know that God's design for his church, his local church and his global church, is that we belong to each other. That's an incredible thing. We don't talk about that 
enough, that, that we belong to each other. Now I gotta, uh, you know, it, it, there's just so much in here that, that I want to unpack, but we, we have to keep going here. But it, it's just awesome how it says, you know, uh, how our body, you know, like my finger, it serves a purpose to, to pick things up and to hold and write uh, with a pencil or to, you know, hold a fork. Like my fingers do that, but, but my legs function as something different. It takes me from place to place. And just as what, the, what this is saying, what Paul's saying is he's kind of comparing it. He's saying, just as each one of us form the church, the local church, and then the global church, we all have different functions. We have different talents. We have different giftings. We have different thoughts. We have different ideas. Some of us are creative. Some of us not so much. Some of us are outgoing and, and like to teach and speak, and others just kind of like to be behind the scenes. Like whatever that is, we all play a part. We are all important. We all play into this one big body. You are so important. You are so vital to the mission and the vision of this local church. I just would not want anybody to walk in these doors and walk out those doors and feel like they don't play a part. You know, we may be in many different uh, areas of our life. Some of us are coming here right now, and we're at this, we're at this time where, where it is a little bit more about hearing. It's a little bit more about, I, I need to hear about this forgiveness of Jesus. I'm not sure where I land on that. You're in, the, you're in a good spot. Like, we, we love that you're here. We want another opportunity each week to tell you about Jesus and this forgiveness and the repenting of your sins and how you can live in freedom from that. I mean, we want the opportunity to tell you about that. And some of us are at a point where we understand that forgiveness, like we get that, and we, we've even said, man, Lord, I, I want you in my life now, but now we need to get to understand who God is and who we were intended to be, so we're, we're really kind of needing to hear what God's word says and look for ourselves and dive into this thing because there's so much truth. And then others, others of us are ready to be a part of a group and, and start to like really grow, connect with people and build those relationships and, and go a step farther into God's word, but even kind of put it into some practical use. Others of us are ready to give of our time and our finances, and, and that's all part of a growth. Like, see, see how this is going here? Some of us are in this area where we're just ready to tell everybody on the street that we pass about this Jesus and this, this awesome local church with this pastor with square jaw good looks and a nice bald head. That's my little plug right there. Square jaw good looks was kind of true, but no, I'm just kidding. But we all play a role. See, the lie of the enemy is this. He wants to steal kill and destroy you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your emotions, your family, your finances, everything. And he will continue to tell you that you're not worthy, that you're worthless, that you, you don't play a part, that you're not really plugged in. What could you really do? And Jesus comes in and he says, uh-uh-uh, I love you right where you are. I don't want to leave you where you are. And that's why I've put other people around you intentionally to bring you forward. You're not alone just need to maybe step out and ask at times. You need to receive at times. Jesus fights against that lie of the enemy telling us that we don't belong or we don't have purpose or, or we can't serve. We are all part of this. We are all part of this, amen? And so what do we do? Like, if we're all part of this body, right, and, and we're all supposed to be united, we're all supposed to be unified, what does that look like? 
And I got to be honest with you guys, I'm not here, I will, I do not want to spend my time tearing down the church because, you know, sometimes we need to look in that rearview mirror for a little while. But there's a lot of great things that have come long before us. I stand here because of ministries of people from years and years and years in the past. But I will tell you this, that, that oftentimes when it comes to putting this type of unity into action, in, in my experience, it's the ones who know better that make it the most difficult. And, and that's why we want to do everything we possibly can here at Engage to break these walls down as you come into the parking lot, as you check out our website, as, as you have phone conversations with us, as you have a cup of coffee, we want to start taking these walls down so that you can be opened up for what Jesus has in your life. We want to embrace every person that walks through that door. And we believe that there's a time that the Holy Spirit will guide them into truth. If there's some conviction in their life or there's something that, that the Holy Spirit needs to deal with them, that they will. And we will just continue to preach God's word. We will continue to teach God's word in hopes that we can become fully committed followers of Jesus. We all play a part in this. It's so great. And so here it is. What do we do with this? How do we, how do we react to understand that we all play a part? Here it is. In Romans 12, 9, it says, love must be sincere. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Check this word out. Be devoted. We don't use that kind of language. Be devoted to one another in love. Be devoted to one another in love. This is what it looks like to follow Jesus in a local church, in a global church. Honor one another above yourselves. Wow, powerful, powerful stuff. See, this is, there, there is a foundational truth here that we have to have the discussion about. We have to have the discussion. It's so foundational, and, it's, and, it, and it has really hurt, has really hurt our impact for the kingdom in our local churches, in our local cities, and the world, because we, we are really going to the world's view on this and, and how we've been taught to look at this concept of love being sincere. Now there's issues. Some of us, we, to be honest with you, I grew up in a, in a wonderful family. I mean, my parents weren't perfect or anything like that. And my mom's watching online. Hi, you weren't perfect. I'm sorry. But, you know, my phone's ringing already. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I grew up in a family that I knew loved me, right? I understand that for some of you out there, you don't know what that means to have a dad that loves you. You don't know what that means to have a mom that sits you on the lap and looks at you and you skin your knee and just, you know, cries with you. I understand that there's different circumstances. Or how about that teacher that we trusted so much that hurt us? Or that coach? Or that leader? Whatever that is, that pastor, unfortunately. See, the problem is innocent people get in the crossfires of evil. It's where you see these school shootings and churches and all this kind of stuff. Innocent people get in the crossfires of evil. And it hurts. But we have to learn how to love. And what's happening is we're, we're listening too much to what the world teaches us. And we're acting that out. And I want to just kind of share that for a moment. See, the world teaches us. This is what the world teaches. This is that self-serving Self-serving world our culture teaches us. It says, teaches us to be true to you. You be true to you. 
And then that causes us, what that causes us to do is once we learn that lesson to be true to ourselves, what we do is we start to go inside ourselves. And we start to examine, like, who are we? And, and we get, you know, we get kind of in there and we're, what do we need? What do we want? And then it causes us to ask the question, how do I feel? Because, you know, I have an opinion. I'm a person. I'm important, right? And, and you are. You are. And so this, this, you know, be true to you, this kind of self-serving, getting inside of yourself, it causes us to ask the question, how do I feel? And then the action that that produces is that we surrender to our feelings. That is what our world has taught us. Be true to you, get inside of yourself, ask the question how you feel, and then you surrender to those feelings. It's caused lots of confusion. There's not much truth in that. There's not much biblical background in that for us believers that believe that this is the inspired, God-breathed word of God. It's how do you feel, surrender to that feeling, and find any way to justify that feeling. Search for it. You'll find it. But see, then there's this guy, this, this, this absolutely insane world-changer guy, beyond a guy, in fact, he was divine, Jesus. And he comes into the picture. And this Jesus, where the world tells us to swim downstream, Jesus just always swim upstream, right? Like he's got to just like throw the wrench in it every single time. Right, where, where, where he has these like moments of where people are like, how are we going to eat? All of a sudden he feeds, you know, over 5,000 people, like more like fifteen to 20,000 people, just a couple loaves, a couple fish. He just does it. He does things differently. Where the world tells us to hate our enemy, he says you need to feed them, be hospitable to them, and pray for them. What are you talking about, Jesus? Right? And so to this idea what this world tells us, and, you know, Jesus is, is telling us that love needs to be sincere, but we just can't find a way out of ourselves to give love because we're so stuck in ourselves. And he says, you know, the, the world tells us to surrender to these feelings. And Jesus comes along and he teaches us something different. Where the world says, be true to you, he says, be true to your creator. Be true to your creator. See, we were all created. And he says, it just so happens, whether we like this or not, that, that we need to be true to that creator. His ways are higher than our ways. Be true to your creator. And what does that cause us to do, Jesus would teach us? Where the world says get inside yourself, when we're true to the creator, it causes us to get outside of ourself. And now we're not so focused on the problem and just keeping us dug down and chained. and We're getting outside of ourselves. We're seeing that there's a bigger picture there's a whole world out there. There's people that need us and are counting on us. That God wants to use us for something. So Jesus teaches us to get outside of ourselves, and, and when we get outside of ourselves, where the world says, your teaching of getting inside yourself is, is asking the question, how do I feel? Jesus teaches us that when we get outside of ourselves, we start to ask the question, what does God say? And it doesn't become an idea. 
It doesn't become something that just sounds good and, and you know, man, you know, the Bible says this and I can really dig that, but there's just this, like, one thing in there and, and I'm just not sure I can follow that closely. That Like, I get it. There's things in this Bible I'm not excited about all the time. I'm not excited about that because it takes work. It takes me being like, Lord, I really messed up. I had a lustful eye. That feels dirty and wrong, and now I need to repent of that, right? I mean, there's things in here that just aren't always fun is what I'm getting at. But Jesus teaches us that when we get outside of ourselves, the question that we'll ask is, what does God say? And then what that produces, the action that that produces, get this, listen to me on this if you don't hear anything else. What that produces is when we get outside of ourselves and we start to ask, what does God say? What does he say? Instead of us surrendering to our feelings, our feelings surrender to truth. And now we can read this verse over again and see how we can get there. Here comes the practical. We read Romans 9 and 10 once again. Love must be sincere. Get outside yourself. What does God say? Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. I hate to say it, guys, but there is areas in our culture and in this world where it is very black and white. There's not so, as much gray out there as we think. There is right and there is wrong. There is good and there is evil. There is two people that want your life desperately, want your soul for eternity. One wants to rob you of it, wants to steal, kill, and destroy, wants to keep you in your feelings, wants to keep you in your head and your ideas and all of your experience and and let that weigh you down, wants to keep you in your sin, wants to keep you in your anxiety, wants to keep you in your broken marriage, wants to keep you in your broken finances. He wants to keep you there. He wants nothing more than to hurt you. In fact, God's word said what I said before, that he came to steal, kill, and destroy you. His name's Satan. He is our enemy. But then there's another person that desperately wants your life. And he's a gentleman. He won't yank your arm. He won't force himself on you. He just continues to pursue you in love. And his love looked like taking on your sin onto himself, dying on a cross, dying on a cross, rising again three days later, and offering a simple offer that says, I'm knocking at the door. I'm never going to force you. But if you would open it up, I will come in and I will sit down as a friend, a father. Whatever you need, I want to be there for you. You tell me which one sounds better, right? One of them died for us. Love needs to be sincere, and I just love this. Honor one another above yourselves. 
It's very hard to honor one another above ourselves when we're so deep inside ourselves that we can only focus on ourselves. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, there's psalms out there. In fact, some of you that, that know scripture, you're probably thinking, well, I understand what you're saying there, but also like in Psalms, King David, he said, search my heart, O God, and find out if there's anything offensive. Again, I will say, yes, he went inside himself, but he asked the Lord to examine his heart, and he was really saying, what do you say? What do you see? Tell me, and I will give it to you. This life that we need to live, if we want to learn to love sincerely, we have to follow the teaching. See, when Jesus came, we can no longer live in that self-serving, how do I feel, and surrender to our feelings. We have to have our feelings surrender to truth. And we follow that boldly. We stand confidently and we live humbly in that. Anybody following me here today? Okay. I feel like I'm being really like that preacher today, like, rah. Sorry, I just love this stuff. So now we're going to go into uh, verses uh, um, Romans 12, 11 through 13. Sorry with the us. It says this. So now that we know how to love each other, it kind of talks a little bit about this passion that I love so much. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Anybody joyful in here? It doesn't always feel that way, right? Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Here it is. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And yes, I know that this is Grow Group Sunday. And I know that Pastor Josh needs to kind of do a plug so that we will enter into Grow Groups. But let me tell you something. We don't want you in Grow Groups because it's a number that we have. If we were concerned about numbers, I would look around on an August Sunday and see all these empty chairs and it would really freak me out and I'd be going on the corner paying people like $10 come sit in this seat so we can count people. It's not what we want. There's a lot of people out right now spending time with their families. You know, they're, they're loving on their kids and all that and like, awesome. But if you're not back here next Sunday, we're really gonna get on you. Um, it's not about that. It really is not about that. Any one of the leadership here will tell you that we don't, it's, it's rare that we talk about numbers. And usually when we do, it's like the end of the year when we're doing certain kind of reporting. That's not what it's about. But the only number that we will talk about is reaching one more person for Jesus. One more person for Jesus. And you want to know what I found out this week? is that it doesn't matter the number of people that you have in your local church. Every church is a mega church. You want to know why? Because God has a mega vision for every single church. And he has a mega vision for here. We want to reach more people for his sake. And we want to develop. We want to walk with you. We want to hold hands. We want to love you sincerely. We want to be a part of the body. We want to get to know you. And we want to help develop you into a fully committed follower of Jesus. Enough with the ideas, like let's give him our life, let's surrender to him. And so when I talk about these grow groups and I read these scriptures, I want to be a part of these groups. I want us to come together because how can we learn to love each other if we don't spend time together? The only thing in our lives, in our culture that we cannot rush is relationships. I mean, we, we can all have a brand new car today, even with bad credit. Like, we can just go somewhere. We can get on a payment. I mean, I don't suggest that. This is not like salesman thing here. 
But we can all do that. Right? Like, we just go put it on credit, bam, we have it. TVs, like, whatever we want. Like, we kind of live in a culture like that where it's now. I mean, man, you want to play a game, just pull out your phone, ba-boom, you're angry birding it up or whatever is the game these days. That's probably like 10 years ago or something. But anyhow, you're playing games, right? It's instant. It's instant. and It's instant. And there's a lot of us that feel isolated. We feel lonely. And it's because it takes time to cultivate relationships. It just takes time. It takes time to feel comfortable in a local church that you just started attending. It takes time to find a place to serve. It takes time to build a relationship with Jesus. It just takes time. And so what I want to encourage in Grow Groups is I want to encourage us to step into that and start. Love needs to be sincere. We belong to each other. Practice hospitality. These are all areas that we, it's a matter of the heart. It, it produces something in us where, where our feelings start to surrender to truth. And, and when we do that, we start to look like different people. We get outside of ourselves. We start to serve people. These are an opportunity to grow closer to Christ in your church family. It's not just something else to do in our busy schedule. Believe me, I don't need another thing to do. Either does my wife or my kids. And I know you don't either. But consider that today. I want to invite um, Levi and Andy Bordiz up here. And they are our grow group coordinators. We're just going to have a little bit of a conversation. And uh, I'm really excited about these two. They, they've done a lot for our local church and uh, a lot for you guys that are kind of behind. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So I didn't tell you, but this is actually marriage counseling publicly. So where we're gonna start? Yeah, 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 Doctor Phil. Um, so first of all, I want to say, as you guys, pastor, um, I am very encouraged by people like you two um, because you guys have come here. You you kind of took the right steps. You took your time. Um, but when you knew that God had planted you here and you knew that you could get behind the mission and the vision and the leadership, you didn't hesitate to jump into an area and start to serve. And we can all learn that. That's really what that scripture was about today. So I just want to say publicly thank you for that. Um, I love you guys, and I pray for you guys, and it's awesome. So with that, why don't we uh, just get a little chance to get to know you guys a little bit more and tell us how you uh, kind of came to engage and um, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. So how you came to engage, and then also on top of that, it would really be nice. Like, what what kept you guys at engage? Uh, yeah, sure. So this is loud. Um, <laughs> you know, we have been attending church for a long time, and really kind of came to a point in our relationship with each other and with church where we just really felt like something had to change. We needed something different. We just felt we had some giftings that we really wanted to be able to pour into a local church and hadn't kind of found that fit. But also, we also wanted to be poured into as well. And we started attending Engage probably like a year and some moons ago. Um, 
exact math there. <laughs> but um, basically we walked in the door and did our usual Bordis thing, which is sit in the back and then run out right away, which if you're new today, that's acceptable to do. Um, we'd <laughs> yes, like to say hi to you, but you know, if you feel the need, run. So, um, you know, the next week we came back and we were unsuccessful in our running attempt. People stopped us, greeted us. It was terrible, how awful of them. But no, like really, we, we really appreciate that and enjoyed it and actually, just after that second week, a um, couple of leaders here, Tim and Cindy, they invited us to their house for a meal. And that really made a big impact on us just because we felt like we were being invested in, like we were important, we mattered. And from that point on, it's been nothing but people coming up to us, getting to know us, and us having the opportunity to get to know others. And through that, build those relationships and kind of mutually encourage um, each other. So that's something we've been really excited about, excited to kind of roll that into grow groups. Um, yeah. I love that. I love hearing the, the relationship, relationship, connection, connection, connection. Um, again, it just comes right back to scripture. Like that is the glue, you know, like Christ is the center. Um, but oftentimes in the church, we... We, uh, we just have this assumption that everybody is at a spot where they have a relationship with Jesus and they'll just continue to keep coming back. And the reality of it is, is in our culture, that's not where things are. And some people are searching that out, but they will stay in community. They long for that community. And it gives us that opportunity to continue to show the love of Christ, be Christ to them, and teach them about Jesus. And so I just, I love that. I love the connection and things. So tell us, um, this, this year we're kind of doing things a little different now that we're, we're kind of growing into this. And we have kind of uh, two type of areas, a, a connect group and a grow group. What's the difference? What's that all about? Yeah, so, um, so going into this fall semester, we decided that we were going to kind of restructure the groups just a little bit to clarify and make it easier for anybody to step into the right place for them. So like you were talking earlier about it, things take time. Um, small groups at a church is a really common thing. Small groups typically kind of go hand in hand with Bible study and prayer and, um, you know, getting together with intentional fellowship. Um, but there's a lot of people in our community here that are still taking their time with that. And so we really wanted to establish that step of just making connections and just getting connected with other people. So, um, so going into this semester, we have connect groups, which are um, environments that should make it easy for people to work through that awkward phase of getting to know people. Um, those are environments that anybody can walk into any week um, and just feel welcomed and, and just get to know people. Um, and then we also have the grow groups, which are intended to be a little bit more structured. Um, some might follow a curriculum, some might go week by week, have a message, um, and those are really intended for people who are ready to take that step and grow a little bit deeper in their, um, in their faith and in the community. That's really good, yeah. Uh, one of the things I got to put Levi on the spot here, um, I just love it. We, we talked, man, I don't even know how many months ago it was when we were just kind of talking about groups and, and their passion for that. And uh, one of the things that he brought up, I can't remember word for word how he said it, but he's like, he's like you know, if, if we're going to have a Bible study, can we just call it a Bible study? He's like, we don't need to like, you know, trick people into coming like, hey, we're going bowling. And then all of a sudden, you know, like Bibles get open and there's like prayer breaking out. <laughs> 
And I was like, that's kind of when I started to know, like, yes, this is definitely the couple to help us lead forward. Like, so I love how they've made that distinction of connection and grow groups because we want people to know what they're stepping into. Like, there, there doesn't need to be a disguise. You're, you know when you're ready for that stage, and um, we're not here to, you know, put our thumbs in your back or, or push you into any environment you're not comfortable with. We want you to be ready. And, um, and so that's, that's great that you guys have done that. So um, just kind of give us, uh, what is the, what's the, the, the win, I guess? Like, what's the kind of the overall goal? And um, we've kind of talked about that of groups and, yeah. and what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I think. Because um, I really don't know. You guys <laughs> I, you know, I think, the, I think the answer is really easy. The, the goal is relationships. And from relationships, we're going to build a, build a bigger and stronger community. Um, n- not only here at Engage on Sunday mornings, but, um, but being the church kind of every day. Um, I think that from those small groups and from those relationships, um, you're going to see that spill out into other areas of your life. And that's really kind of the heart behind these small groups. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think also a big piece is when we, just to kind of talk about a group we hosted last semester, we had kind of intended it for it to be a grow group, and it was kind of experimental, and we had people show up, which was like, check, success number one, people came, which was awesome. Um, but, you know, as week to week went by, we started to realize that people were really more interested in spending time together, getting to know each other, which is kind of where that distinction uh, or the need for connect and grow groups came from. But even so, the win that you're talking about is, even if we're just spending time together, whether it's watching football, Um, playing catch in the yard, whatever it might be, we find intentionality and we find success in those moments when a person shows up who has never come to a group before or has been too anxious to connect before or sends a text afterwards, says, that was seriously the best thing I've ever done. I'm definitely coming back. Um, That was my wife who texted me that, so... Um, which, which was good. But, you know, we find those things um, so impactful when we hear people's stories of just like, hey, we literally just watched football and ate nacho cheese dip. Um, but somehow there was something spiritual about that. And I think sometimes we think like, oh, we have to have this Bible study. We have to study scripture. And while that's good and it has its place, I think it's really important to meet people where they're at create that environment where those relationships can flourish and even happen outside of a group setting so no it's really good and then I you know it's Sunday morning so Pastor Josh has to talk a little bit here I'm sorry for uh, doing that but I just I want to I want to kind of come and kind of give you guys the big umbrella of the the mission of the church and I just want to say that the the grow groups and the connect groups are such a vital part because our overall uh, you know community is not the mission of Engaged Church. We want to be a community on mission. And it really starts in these groups where we can start to build relationships with one another that that brings us stronger so that we can go out on mission. We can impact Duluth, Minnesota, the surrounding areas in the world and and step out into Haiti and and step into some of these surrounding cities. So what what Andy and Levi are are doing for this local church is, is so foundational and so key and so important because it's that starting point of where we become a community on mission. And I will just tell you, who are here and committed to this church, buckle up because God is going to continue to do some amazing, amazing things through these groups and it will produce an action in us where we surrender our feelings to truth 
And when we do that, we start to see fruit and something special happen. God's just going to do amazing things. I'm really excited about that. So just tell us, uh, to kind of finish up here, tell us um, what today is all about here, kind of at the end, and what people uh, can expect and do, and how we get involved, and why they don't need to be scared today. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So the tables that you see um, around the event center here are just representing each of the groups that we have that are ready to kick off next month. Um, It's a combination of girl group and connect groups. So at each table, we have two things. We have a piece of paper where if you are interested in learning more about what that group has to offer and are comfortable giving us your contact information, that is the place to do it. Um, You would hear from either myself or Levi. um, And and it doesn't come with a commitment. So the goal is um, to just give us an opportunity to talk with you a little bit more about that. Um, If you would rather be in control of the contact, we do have our contact information at each of the tables as well. If you would like to um, get a hold of either myself or Levi and have that same kind of conversation. After today, um, all of the information about the groups that we have to offer will be on the Engage website as well as um, the information that we have today will be posted on our Facebook. Um, and we are, Levi and I are always open to messages or um, whatever it is, whatever is the best way to get a hold of you guys. Um, but you should be able to find that information out there as of today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Or did you have anything to add to that? I just felt like I needed to hold the mic. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we uh, we thank you guys for your leadership, and we're excited for this semester of groups. And I hope that you guys get signed up. I have one more thing to say after, but you guys can uh, get clapped for it. And I don't know. Thank you guys. So yeah, so just to finish up, you know, love love needs to be sincere, practice hospitality, we belong to each other. You know, why is that important for us to live that out? Why is that important for us to live that out? And there's a, a scripture that we have to share here from John, somewhere up here, I think. There we go, John 13, 35. It says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In other words, if we really want to be a church that is Christ-centered, that is Jesus-centered, and we want this city to see Jesus because we understand that having, uh, seeing Jesus is transformational in your life and we want to impact this city for the kingdom of God, the best way that we can do that is start to learn to love one another. Love one another. And the best way to learn how to love one another is to get to connect with one another and learn who each other are. I'll be honest with you, not everybody in here is going to love each, or I mean, uh, like each other. Let's put it that way. But you don't have to be like best friends with everybody in here. Sometimes you just kind of like clash with certain personalities and things like that. But this is, this is an area where I just want to encourage you, step out in a little bit of courage because it can be scary. But this is really, this is really, when we're thinking longevity of engage and where engage is going, this is where the strength is going to come in. It really is. It's going to be in you guys and how that you guys function together. So let me just pray for you guys. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing, uh, what you're going to do, what you have been doing. It blows my mind to think just a little over four years ago, you just put Duluth, Minnesota on my heart. And I thought, what in the world, why me? And here we are. 
You have a local church that's developed. You've provided every step of the way a facility for us to be in, people to lead, people to come and grow. Uh, It's just incredible. You've taken us around the world. Uh, We're we're impacting other neighborhoods around uh, the city and even in Minnesota, over in South Dakota. It's just incredible what you have this local church doing. And so as we just step forward and, and we're excited about what you're doing, Lord, on our part, we want to learn to have that sincere love for one another that you're talking about. It's not an easy thing. Trust does not come easy these days. But Lord, I just pray for our local church that we would have the courage to take those baby steps and move forward to get to know somebody that we're doing this with, that we're, that we're impacting this city with so that we can be stronger. We're stronger together. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, next week, 10 o'clock, bring somebody to church. Go ahead and, uh, you know, get out to some tables, see what's going on. God bless you. Thanks again for listening to the Engaged Church Duluth podcast. If you enjoy learning with us and want to be notified when a new episode drops, subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and help us get the word out by rating us there. And then share us on social media with all of your friends. And don't forget, you can find more resources on our website and even watch the video version of this message. We can't wait to connect with you again next week.